Welcome to ADHD Crash Course. I'm finally doing an episode today that I've been meaning to do for a while or have someone come do for me, which I was not able to line up. So I'm doing it. And it is an episode talking about what DBT is. What is dialectical behavioral therapy? How is it different than CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy? Why does it matter for people with ADHD? And and why is this kind of an important thing for us to know about? And all of that good stuff. So we're going to jump into this today. What is DBT? You know, to start out with, like I just said, dialectical behavioral therapy is a kind of therapy. And it's like a cousin of CBT. It's likened to that a lot, to cognitive behavioral therapy. But it's different. There are some key differences. And one of the biggest differences that, that I can see is CBT... Cognitive behavioral therapy is pretty growth focused. We're, we're growing our ability to do thoughts differently, you know, to, to notice our thoughts, to challenge them, to kind of change some patterns here with our thinking. DBT is more of a balance between acceptance and that growth. DBT has a lot more coping skills, how to just cope with big emotions, with relationships, with realities that are kind of upsetting to us. And it also pairs that with other skill building that's that's about growth and change. And so let's look at this name, dialectical. Dialectical means trying to understand how two things that can seem opposite can both be true. And if you've listened to me for a while, you know that I say this a lot. Both things can be true because it's kind of mind-blowing sometimes for us, right? Right, And not just us as people with ADHD. This is just hard for humans. Dialectics is hard for humans. We kind of like the, the all or nothing the black and white. It's hard for us to be in these middle places where there's a little sophisticated reality. It's hard. We want it to be simple. I just saw something (laughs) that made me think of this this morning. My social media feeds are full of dogs. And so um, there was some person who does a dog's day out. He'll go to the shelter, take a dog and just give it like a big day, go hiking, go get ice cream, go snuggle at the house, just a big day. And the comment section was wild. Right, it was nuts because, of course, there are people saying, "Oh, this is great! It's amazing! How fun!" And there were also plenty of people that were just like, "This is horrible! How could you build their hopes up? This is so sad!" You know, they're probably heartbroken when they go back to the shelter. And I get it, right? Like, because I do this kind of volunteer work, I go to our shelter and I will walk dogs some mornings. But sometimes I will take a dog out for exactly what this person is doing and just have a blast, have a big day. And when I go back to the shelter, I. I'll be honest, guys, I, there are plenty of times that I cry because, because it is true. Both things are true. You can't fix everything. You can't do everything. It is a sad reality, and you can do something to make it better. Like you can give that dog that great day and give him a break from the stress of the shelter even if you can't take like 50 dogs to your house. But that's hard for our brains. Like we want the story where the dog comes home and lives with you forever. And that's, we we want that or nothing sometimes. And so if you start noticing this around you, you will see that in general, humans have a hard time with dialectics. Another example of kind of a dialectical reality is I can accept myself as I am today and I can still want to make changes. This is dialectics. This could feel like it's contradictory, but it's not. You can love yourself and accept yourself and also be working to grow. And this is the kind of thing that can be hard for us sometimes to wrap our mind around, but DBT teaches us it's possible to have both of these goals at the same time, accepting yourself and changing as well, making changes that matter to you. 
So the person who created this approach, her name is Marsha Linehan, and she was working with a population that had um, a higher risk of suicide, a higher risk of self-harm. She's working with people with borderline personality disorder, and there was something lacking. You know, the CBT approach wasn't always accessible. And I've talked about this before in the episode that I did on CBT, that like sometimes this thought work that CBT requires, we're not there. If we are super emotionally dysregulated, you may not be able to access thinking about your thoughts, slowing down, challenging them. And this approach of DBT kind of took that into consideration that sometimes we need coping skills. We need to be able to ride out emotions, deal with emotions, deal with unpleasant realities in some other ways as well as working with our thoughts. And so Marsha Linehan designed DBT to support the population she was working with. But DBT can be used for lots of different populations, especially those of us who struggle with the intensity of emotions. If for whatever reasons, if emotional regulation is a challenge for you, something like a DBT might be a great tool. And that is what I think clinicians are finding that using DBT, especially with people with ADHD, because we struggle with emotional regulation, it's it's a great tool for us. Let's get into a really quick overview of what DBT consists of. And I'm going to start by saying that this is a scratch the surface kind of talk. If this interests you, dig deeper. Find somebody who's offering a DBT skills group, somebody who integrates it into their therapy, look at certification for yourself if you're a clinician and that's interesting to you. Um, definitely go deeper, but this is kind of like the quick and dirty of, of DBT. If you've never heard about this before and you want kind of an operating knowledge of what this is. So DBT has four modules, four kind of areas of skills that you work on. The first one's mindfulness, big surprise, right? This mindfulness piece is the foundation of so many things. Why? We have thousands of thoughts a day. Uh, you know, I think the lowest number I've heard is 6,000. I've heard a lot more than that. It's kind of hard to wrap your mind around 6,000 thoughts, but you're at least having those in your day. Obviously, those are not thoughts that you're mindful of, you're aware of, you're connected to. You have a load of thoughts that are happening that you are, are not aware of. And so mindfulness is this process of connecting us to our bodies, to our present moment, and to our thoughts, right? But it's connecting us to the present, getting us out of these interpretations, our thoughts, all of that, and getting us into just the now. And that's not easy for anyone. If you have a really fast brain, it's probably particularly hard for you. And that's, you know, that's hard for me for sure. Mindfulness is nothing that has ever come intuitively to me, but it's a big first step. So one of the modules is mindfulness and lots of strategies for how to develop that. The second module is interpersonal effectiveness. This module really balances skills. So whether you're somebody who maybe struggles being assertive, struggles standing up for yourself, advocating for yourself, or if you're somebody who struggles, you know, getting the perspective of somebody else, you're advocating for yourself, but you're not effective because you're not able to be flexible and think of the other side. The exercises in this section address both. You're balancing your respect for yourself and your respect for others to be more effective interacting with people. The third module is drumroll, emotional regulation. Like you knew that had to be one of them and that is one of the modules, a deep dive into emotional regulation. So tools for this include tools that just help us ride out our emotions, just being able to tolerate them and experience them without going under. 
sometimes it, it involves changing our emotional experience. That can be through action, through thought work. There's a lot of different examples in the emotional regulation modules of like how you can impact that. Sometimes if your emotions aren't really fitting the situation, then you're looking at dealing with your emotions. How can you manage these emotions? Sometimes if the emotions do fit the situation, then you're going to look at problem solving and taking action. So it's not just the thinking work here. We're definitely looking at when our emotions are kind of pushing us to action and when that's a good fit. Um, they also in this module look at like controlling for your vulnerability when it comes to your emotional life. Like let's look at some of our body needs like food and sleep, exercise, rest, those kind of things. If those are not present, it, it makes us much more vulnerable to struggling with emotional regulation. So even that is a portion of this module. Let's look at controlling what we can control. Now, the fourth module is distress tolerance. This is things that we can do when we're not tolerating distress, when we're not tolerating our emotions well, when we are really in that, like, I'm going to blow situation. I had a guest on my podcast who talked about some of these distress tolerance skills in action. She was talking about having an argument with her spouse and that she was really at that place where I am about to bubble over. And he, you know, who was really supportive of her using some of these distress tolerance skills and suggested one of what's called the tip skills and tip skills is an acronym that stands for temperature intense physical exercise paced breathing impaired muscle relaxation what she talked about in the episode was using one of the temperature ideas that they have which is taking a bowl of ice water and you dip your face down into this bowl of ice water and what it does is it kind of like triggers this reflex, this diving reflex that will bring your heart rate down. So it's actually using body input to bring down that intensity. If maybe you don't have, you're not in the place where you can think about it or use other tools, you could actually act and do something physically to bring yourself down. The same is true for that physical exercise. That has worked for me. I told you guys before, I'm not a big runner the exception being if I am super elevated and need a really quick, intense exercise, I have used that before. Getting some physical exercise to help bring my emotional level down to where I'm in a more decision-making place. Paced breathing, paired muscle relax relaxation. The beauty of the tip skills is these are actions you can take. You don't have to slow down and stop and pause if you can't, right? Like sometimes you can't pause, like you're really at that tipping point. And so this group of skills can kind of help you be able to do an action-based type of intervention if you can't really stop and think. Another example they use in this module is the half smile. So with this exercise, you are doing a very gentle half smile. You're not like your lips are barely curling up in the corners. You're not doing like this crazy maniacal, full of tension, big grin. Um, that your body is not going to connect with reality. That's going to feel false. It's also going to create a lot of tension in your face. You're working on relaxing your face and your neck and your shoulders in this little gentle smile. And what can happen is this smile, this kind of relaxing smile can impact your mood and your emotion. Even if it doesn't line up with your thoughts, it's this idea that the body input can impact our emotional state you know, or a nervous system level, if you want to think about it that way, that you're bringing that level down in order to tolerate, in order to ride out and survive distress, difficult emotions, hard things. And so these, this module is full of 
both activities and approaches that lean more on the physical and then also ones that incorporate more thinking and kind of thought work. So that is distress tolerance. And that brings us to the end of this overview of DBT, the different modules, who created it, who's using it. Of course, it's just a scratching the surface kind of chat because the DBT skills groups that therapists offer who are certified in this, they're, they're typically like 24 week groups that where you're meeting and you're working on each one of these modules in turn. So I think that each module has oftentimes like six weeks or so digging into the module, the skills, the activities. It's a very kind of action-based group. It's not like a thought processing where you're diving really deep into certain thoughts. It's about strategies and skills. It lends well to groups because of that, because it's action-based. You might be keeping a log. Some therapists will let you just do a module. Like if you were really interested in emotional regulation or distress tolerance, there might be therapists that let you just do that six-week portion. If you're a provider who works with people with ADHD, I do think this is valuable knowledge to have. Even if you're not going to get certified, I don't think it's really necessary to get certified to be able to integrate some of these ideas in your work and to be aware of them. That brings me to the end today of this episode of ADHD Crash Course, looking at ADHD and dialectical behavioral therapy. Thank you so much for joining me. And I have a favor to ask if you are enjoying this podcast and it's helpful to you, you can do a couple of things to help me out. You can pass it along, pass it along to others. You can rate and review me on wherever you are listening to this podcast. I do have it on my website, theadhdclaritycoach.com, but it is also you know on Spotify, on Apple, on Stitcher, other platforms as well. So rate, review, pass it along, and that will help me to be able to continue to make episodes. Thank you so much for joining me and I will see you next time.